Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? I'm Carl Brown, and my hope is that through this podcast I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. In today's episode, we're going to go through the seven sorrows as a framework for helping us just get through the challenges of daily life. Every day, can be a drudgery, and the seven sorrows can be a framework for us to identify in the moment what we need to do to turn a bad day into a good day, what we can do right now to experience joy amidst difficulties. This podcast episode is sponsored by Our Lady of Cabejo. Kibeha, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned about the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary more than 10 years before the genocide took place. And she confirmed her predictions by the death and resurrection of three of the visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day, as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? Let's pray to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, you send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Lord, please guide me to say whatever you want me to say, and make me forget what you don't want me to say. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to walk through the seven sorrows, and we do that in just about every episode here. But that's because there's so much in the seven sorrows that we can take from them. Mary said, pray this every day. And there must be something there. There must be a reason for that. And that's what I hope to unpack in all of these episodes of the of the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. So what I'm talking about right now is that throughout the day of your daily life, of your work, of your interactions with family, whatever it is, as you're just going through the drudgery of life, you can use the seven sorrows, you can rely on the example of Mary to help us identify where we're getting off track in the day. St. Ignatius of Loyola introduced the concept of an examine where you just take stock of where you are in your life and you use that on a daily basis to readjust to identify places where you're letting resentment creep in or you're, you're letting self-pity enter into your soul. And 
the examine is a great way to do that on a daily basis. And the seven sorrows of Mary represents an opportunity for us to do that throughout the day. More moment by moment, really, if you will. And it's not just an opportunity to, to examine where you are right now, but it's an opportunity to say, what do I need to do right now? Because when we start to let resentment get into our, our life, and when we start to let self-pity get into our life, that's when we slip into moments of self-destructive behavior, like coveting or or wanting to be uh, gluttonous or, or, or hide things with lies or whatever it is. Now let's take a look at what I mean. If throughout the day you start to feel unsettled in your soul, you can just do a quick assessment of where am I getting off track? Am I starting to slip into impatience? Is it is it pride that I'm starting to slip into? Am I being tempted to gluttony? And, and here's what you can do. You can go through the seven sorrows of Mary and you can look at the virtue that Mary practiced in those scenes. And then you can ask Mary for grace to grow in that virtue in the moment. Or you can ask Mary, show me by your example how to practice this virtue. And when you're reading a book, you can look at the table of contents and see chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, what do they contain? Or you can look to the index and look for where does it contain this? Where does it contain that? And we are going to look at the seven sorrows in that way. Because from a table of contents perspective, we can look at the seven sorrows and we can say, the prophecy of Simeon, the flight into Egypt, the loss of Jesus in Jerusalem, meeting Jesus on the road to Calvary, standing at the foot of the cross, receiving the dead body of Jesus, and the burial of Jesus. And if we use the framework that pairs each of the sorrows with virtue, we can look back as if it were an index in the back of the book to find the virtue that is associated with the scene. Pope Pius VII instituted the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows in the Universal Calendar of the Liturgy. And he also wrote a prayer about the Seven Sorrows, and I talk about that in another episode of the Seven Sorrows podcast, the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. And in that prayer, he says, Mary, help me to grow in this virtue. So let's just walk through those virtues. In the prophecy of Simeon, Pius VII is recommending that we look to Mary and her example of humility. In the flight into Egypt, her example of generosity. In the loss of Jesus in Jerusalem, her example of purity as a virtue. Meeting Jesus on the road to Calvary is an example of Mary 
practicing patience. As she stood at the foot of the cross, her example is one of temperance. As she received the body of Jesus, after his side was struck by the lance, she is an example of fraternal charity. And through the burial of Jesus, we see her example of zeal or diligence. This gives us an opportunity to look back through those scenes and see the virtue that Mary exhibited so well. If we are experiencing impatience, we can look to the fourth sorrow, meeting Jesus on the road to Calvary, and we can say, okay, Mary, give me a heart like yours so that I can practice patience right now. Because in these scenes, Mary is facing something much more challenging, probably, than you will have to experience. And she practiced a virtue so well that we would be foolish to not look to her example. And we would be doubly foolish to not ask her to help us to grow in that grace. If you're experiencing a temptation to pride, or feeling slighted, or being overlooked, or neglected, then you can say, Mary, in the example that you gave us in the prophecy of Simeon, help me to grow in the virtue of humility. How did you do that? Well, you must have been trusting in God in that moment. You must have been saying to yourself, he must increase, I must decrease. You must have been recognizing that you are not God and that we are just creatures. Help me to have a heart of humility. Likewise, if you're having a moment of, of feeling greed, I must have this, I must have that, I really want this, my life wouldn't be great unless I had this, you can think about Mary's example of generosity or really detachment from material goods. And she practiced that so well in the flight into Egypt. Mary, how did you do that? How did you handle the complete abandonment of everything that you owned? How did you manage walking through a desert to an unknown land with only the meager belongings that you had at the moment? How did you, how did you trust God with, with no job, with no government assistance, with no family or relatives to rely on, you went to another country with nothing. But you had Jesus. Help me to have help me to have uh, generosity, gratitude for the things that I have, and a willingness to share them with others, and to put myself aside completely. If you're experiencing a temptation to an impure thought, and really what we mean by that is using someone else for your own benefit. That could be lust, or that could be some, some, other, some other way of using people. If you're experiencing the temptation to using other people, you can think to yourself, 
What did Mary do when she lost Jesus in Jerusalem? And you can ask her, Mary, what was that like for you? Because as she's walking through the city, she's undoubtedly going to come across beggars. She's going to come across people who are busy with their own things. And she's looking for her son. So she may be tempted to use somebody for her benefit. But she comes across somebody in the street, and they have their own issues going on in their life. But she's looking for her son. So she could say, where's my son? Drop everything and help me find my son. But she did not do that. She did not behave. She did not behave in a way that that looked at using other people for her own gain. How did she do that? She did that because she had a deep abiding faith in God. She must have known that she might not find Jesus, but she must have been at peace with that because she never sinned. She never despaired. She never lacked trust in God. And she never used anyone else. So Mary, help me to help me to practice purity. Help me to not use other people. Help me to use things and love people rather than love things and use people. Okay, in the fourth sorrow, as Mary meets Jesus carrying the cross, she's an example of patience for us. If we feel impatient at any time, okay, I have this deadline I've got to meet, and you are the obstacle to my happiness because you're standing in the way of me meeting this deadline, whatever it is. If we're tempted to impatience with somebody, then we can just think about Mary meeting Jesus carrying the cross. What other thought could she have in her mind other than, I want to comfort my son, I want to console him, I want to help him if I can? What other thought could she be having in her head? She doesn't care about whether her laundry is done, whether her grocery shopping is done, whether she's met the requirements for some project. All of those things pale in comparison to Christ in our life. Mary, how did you have patience in that moment? Mary, help me to have patience in this moment. Now we turn our eyes to Mary standing at the foot of the cross. And this has to be one of the most grueling things anyone ever went through. The Navy SEALs talk about their hell week. And there are legitimately struggles that people have had to go through day in and day out. But Mary stood at the foot of the cross for three hours. She didn't sit. She didn't repose. She stood at the foot of the cross. And and she stood there watching her son die. She stood there as people mocked her son. She stood there as people insulted him, insulted the, the God of Abraham, insulted Judaism, insulted everything that she held dear. And she didn't give in to comfort food. She didn't give in to taking a break. She didn't give in to any 
desire in the moment. Instead, she turned to be a source of support and consolation to those around her. She practiced temperance perfectly. And it's a great reminder. We don't need this drink, this meal, this snack, this dessert, this sweet. We don't need that. We don't need to smoke. We don't need another beer. We can practice temperance. Mary, help us to practice temperance. What was going on in your mind in that moment that made you forget about your desires for comfort? Help me to have that in this moment. In the sixth sorrow, when Mary received the body of Jesus, we, this is where we can look to practice fraternal charity. Because people can be annoying to us, and we can, we can, in addition to becoming impatient with them or wanting to seek comfort away from them, we can be looking for, um, we can be looking at them with envy, we can be looking at them with disdain, contempt. But here's Mary holding the dead body of Jesus. She's cleaning the wounds that were made by these Roman soldiers. But she can love them in that moment. How can that be? I mean, this is one of the most puzzling scenes of all from the Seven Sorrows. She had, she had love for the people who murdered her son while they were murdering her son and immediately after. Mary, how can I have a heart of kindness like you had in that moment? And in the Seventh Sorrow, in the burial of Jesus, Mary didn't just say, well, I'm calling it a day. She didn't say, screw it, I'm done. She didn't say, okay, I need to take a, bre a break. You take care of the details. She was diligent. She was, she had zeal. She knew that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. And we know that Jesus is going to win in the end. How can we take her heart of zeal? How can we take her diligence and apply it in this moment? Each of the seven sorrows is an opportunity for us to evaluate every moment of our day. And it gives us an opportunity to turn to Mary in prayer. It's an invitation for us to grow in virtue. We don't have to wait for the end of the day to do an, an evening examine like St. Ignatius of Loyola taught, we can use the seven sorrows in the moments of our day and ask for Mary to help us grow in the virtue that we need in that moment. In this way, the seven sorrows of Mary can become a source of peace for us. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? This has been the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. You can email me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so you can share consolation with others. God bless you. Have a great day. I look forward to sharing more with you in the next episode.